Hi there, and welcome to the Simply Living for Him podcast. I'm Karen DeBuse from Simply Living for Him. Thank you for joining me for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. On this podcast, I talk about all things simple, whether it's life out here on our little hobby farm, or how I keep things simple in my homeschool, or just my faith in general, because I truly do believe that the remedy to clutter and chaos is Jesus. The more we desire Him, the less we desire the things of this world, and the more naturally we'll be able to simplify our lives. So thank you for joining me today for another episode of the Simply Living for Him podcast. I just wanted to take a minute to thank our podcast sponsor, Apologia. Apologia is an amazing publisher of resources for the Christian family. Many of you guys, if you're homeschoolers, you know Apologia for their fabulous science curriculum, their um, literature and writing and reading curriculum. They have Bible studies and they have a lot of encouragements just for the Christian family as well. This spring, they have a brand new health and nutrition curriculum for high schoolers. It is fantastic. I've had a chance to preview it and I am so excited to use it with my high schoolers. So please look for that this spring and please visit Apologia at apologia.com. Thank you um, to Apologia for being our podcast sponsor. So today I wanted to talk to you guys about prayer and being a woman of prayer and just how important our lives, uh, prayer is in our lives. So we're not really going to be talking about simplifying. We're not really going to be talking about homeschool, but of course, prayer will encompass many of those things because many of us are praying all the time for our homeschools and praying over all these other things we have going on in our lives. But what is prayer really? Prayer is lining up with God's will. It's not sitting down and making a list of things we want and telling God what we need (laughs) and, you know, Of course, I know you guys know that, but sometimes we need to be reminded because sometimes our prayers can get stagnant or sometimes our prayers can, um, you know, focus on God, what can you do for me? Instead of, I just want to be in prayer and thank God for who he is and not just what he does. So I was talking to somebody recently. They were asking me about my prayer group that I started several years ago, and I thought I would talk about that again. There is a podcast episode all about starting a prayer group in your home, which I've done. Um, But I did want to touch on that again and kind of just expand on the whole topic of prayer. You know, what does your prayer life look like? Why do you pray? What is prayer to you? Is it, like I said, just a little list of things um, that you uh, want? Is it, you know, are you a prayer warrior? Because if you are, I want to hear from you. (laughs) There's people out there who I admire greatly for their prayer life. Um, But really, prayer as a Christian is something that is just part of our being because we are communicating in prayer with God. And so many times um, we talk about how uh, being in the Word is your communication with God. Like I've talked about this quite a bit where I've said, you know, um, I've used the example that I've told my kids, mommy and daddy are married and we're in a relationship and we love each other. And what would it be like if we walked or we woke up in the morning and we walked past each other and we never said hello? We didn't even acknowledge each other. Or, you know, daddy came home from um, being out and he walked in the house and I didn't even acknowledge him. He just walked by. What if we lived in the same house 
And we said we loved each other and we were in a relationship, but we never talked to each other. We didn't even acknowledge each other. That would be really weird, right? And I've said this to my kids and I've said this to uh, people when I speak as well, but that's what it's like when we don't open our Bibles because we say we're in a relationship with God and we say that we love him and then we don't communicate. Our Bible sits on the shelf day after day as we walk by it. And once in a while when we're having a rough day, we're like, oh, let me pick that up and let me see if maybe I could find some answers in there. But that's not a relationship. A relationship is communication. And God's word is his way of speaking to us. But not just when we feel like we need it. I mean, of course, it's wonderful to go to your word when you are struggling because that's where you're going to find the answers. But it's not a self-help book. The purpose of the Bible is to know God and to uncover who he is, to learn about his characteristics, to learn about who he is, to learn about um, why we praise him, why we worship him, to get to know him more. It's his words to us. But I would say almost the same example for prayer, right? When I see my husband, if I'm just going to give him a list of things, like, um, can you do this for me? Can you do that for me? Can you go to the store and get me this, 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 and this? Right? We don't do that. We're in a relationship. We care about what the other person thinks. We communicate back and forth. We show them honor. We show them love. We, you know, it's a two-way street. We talk. We listen when they talk. And then we, we spill our guts to them as well. And prayer sometimes can be a spilling of guts, right? But there's a lot of different aspects to communication in a relationship with your husband, just like there's a lot of aspects to communication in a relationship with God. So there's all different things that go on in prayer. Number one, we praise God and we worship him and we just thank him and adore him and sit in adoration and thank him for who he is, not necessarily what he does for us. We just thank him for who he is. We just praise him. We just sit and say, you are, you know, holy. You are worthy. You are the king of kings. You are, you know, majestic. You are everything. And sometimes we just need to sit and be in awe of God and to clear our minds of everything else, to clear our minds of our agenda, to clear our minds of all the things we're ready to ask for, and just sit in awe and wonder of who he is and consider all that he is. He's the creator of this universe. He has set every single star in the sky. I mean, you could sit and just think about who he is and your mind can just go and you start to think and be in awe he is so big and we are so small. And once you've done that, where you've just literally sat and thought about who it is you're approaching, then you can properly posture yourself to go to him with those re re requests that you may have, those fears, those thoughts, those things that you would like to you know, lay at his feet. And every single request that we give to him, we have to lay at his feet and be prepared for the answers that he may give that may be different, you know? Because somebody's a prayer warrior, 
because you hear that a lot. Like, oh, they're a prayer warrior. You know, let's go to them when we have something that we need prayer for. Nobody has any special powers or direct line to God more than anyone else. Being a prayer warrior is somebody who is truly in communication with their God because they love him and they understand and they understand the awe that comes from sitting at his feet. They want to be with him more, so they're in constant communication with him. It's not a prayer warrior. It's not somebody like, oh, let me go give my request to that person because they're the prayer warrior. You're a prayer warrior. You're a child of God. You're a prayer warrior. He's equipped you to come to him in prayer. And yes, we want to go to other people with our prayer requests. That's, that's a wonderful thing to do. But we don't need to look at anybody like they have some kind of special power because, you know, they're known for being a person of prayer. You have the power to sit and go to God. But like I said, sometimes, especially myself, I'm talking to myself here. You know, sometimes I get in my prayers and it's like, okay, dear God, I need this, 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 and this. Like, what's going on with this? And da, da, da. And I've been thinking about that, you know, like we need to sit and just be in awe of him. And I think that if you just practiced that a little bit for like 10 minutes, it's not going to be 10 minutes. It's going to go on and on. And once you're to that place where you're truly standing in awe of who he is, then you come to him with your requests and it's different. It's not just like, oh, dear Lord, you know, let my husband get this job or dear Lord, um, heal this person of their sickness or dear Lord, you know, let's get my husband get a raise at work or whatever it is. It could be big. It could be small. The difference is you're, you're in awe of God and who he is and his sovereign power over us that you're going to him with your request, knowing it's answered already in his way. See, prayer is about lining up your will with his will. He may change your heart in that prayer. He may say, I hear what you're asking for, but that's not what's best for you. And prayer, communication with God helps you to recognize that and to recognize that his will is not only the best way, it's the only way, right? I want to say his will is the best way. Of course it is. There is no other way and we need our hearts to line up with his. So prayer isn't going to him and making a request of all the things we want. And then there's, of course, prayers of thanksgiving. I would say I'm pretty good at those because I am very thankful. I, am, I, I could say I'm pretty good at those, you know, sitting and just thanking God. Like every morning when I wake up, I'm just like, thank you, God, for another day. Thank you, God, for what you're going to do today. Thank you, God, for my children. Thank you for my husband. You know, thanking God, of course, for all those things and thanking God just for who he is. Again, when you're in that posture of thanksgiving, you stand in awe of God and it's your prayers are all about him and not just about you because sometimes that's what we humans do, me as well, make my prayers all about me. Then there's the days where I'm praying constantly in my head and I'm just like, you know, please God take this away from me because there are so many sins that I deal with, you know, and I'm very transparent about my sin of worry and anxiety and that can overtake me sometimes. And lately it has been kind of rearing its little ugly head 
And I've had to just like literally during the day be like, okay, Lord, take this away from me. Take this away from me. Now, I saw a really cool answer to prayer this week. I was praying about something that was really exciting and and I was just really hoping it would happen. And um, I had a lot of conversations with God about this thing. And I came to the point, not where I just said it, because sometimes I do that. I don't know about you, but I do. I just say, okay, Lord, your will be done. You know, I'm surrendering this to you, but I'm still sort of holding on to it. Um, This time I truly, I was like, you know what, Lord, your will either way. Wrote it down in my journal because I do keep a prayer journal. We'll talk about that in a minute. And um, I saw that prayer answered that day. And I was like, oh my goodness. You know, and if it hadn't been answered the way I wanted it and it was answered a different way, I still would have been like, oh my goodness. Because surrendering it completely, not holding on to a tiny, teeny piece of it, but surrendering the entire thing was so freeing because I allowed Christ and his power to work in me to fully surrender. Fully surrendering is not just words. Sometimes it starts out that way because we're, you know, you got to start somewhere. But it's truly knowing that his will is the only way. And that's a tough one. Who wants to know that his will is that your child's going to be sick or his will is your husband's going to lose his job or his will is that, you know, you're going to be sick. Who knows what it could be? It's a difficult place to be, but I'm telling you, it's the only way to be. And a prayer life, a, a strong, thriving prayer life means that you are truly surrendering to him. And that's a good thing. So I do keep a prayer journal. Um, I should show you guys a little bit of pictures of how I've organized myself with this. I haven't shown any, but I have one of these little traveler journals. Now I am not, N-O-T, not one of those like planner people, because there's planner people out there. (laughs) Um, but I have, and you know who I'm talking about. Maybe you're one of them. I admire you too. I see your pictures out there on Instagram, you planner people. Um, but I cannot devote a lot of time and effort into all that stuff. So I did buy one of these little traveler notebooks and it's really been an amazing way to organize my thoughts, my prayer life, my Bible study, my sermon notes on Sundays. So I have one of those traveler notebooks. I'm going to show you guys pictures. Um, somewhere on, uh, maybe I'll write a blog post about it or on Instagram or Instagram stories or something. And I, um, have inserted, I guess about six little notebooks. So one is just like blank for my ideas. Cause as a writer and a speaker and a podcaster, I'll be driving around in the car. I'll be, you know, doing school. I'll be anywhere and I'll get these ideas. And I'm like, Oh, that's so great. I'll remember it later and write it down. I never remember it. So there's millions of blog posts unwritten out there in outer space somewhere because I once thought of them and said, I'll remember later, (laughs) but I never do. So I have one little empty space, a notebook in there where there's just an empty blank book. And when I get those thoughts, I say to myself, go write it in the book. So even if I don't obviously write the post at that moment, I won't forget. Now I got to figure out 
how when I'm driving in the car to make this happen because so many times, I mean, it's beautiful around here. I'll be driving on a backcountry road and I get these thoughts in my head and I'm like, that would make a great blog post. I've got to, and I'll, I'll compose the whole thing, like literally in my car, in my head. And then I forget. <laughs> it was so beautifully composed out there somewhere over a cow pasture. Anyway, so I need somebody to invent a thing. I know they have text to talking and all that, but it's still too complicated when I'm driving. That literally just composes it into a blog post from my brain. So if you can, if you can invent that, you'll be rich. Anyway, back to the prayer notebook. So then I have another little notebook that is, um, for me writing down Bible verses every day. I've been trying to, you know, write down at least one verse every single day. If you guys follow along on the Simply Living for Him blog, I am giving you a verse a day on the blog itself. Um, not really a devotional, it's just a verse. I've said, if I'm going to use my blog, I'm going to put scripture up there. I'm going to saturate my blog with scripture. I'm putting scripture up every single day so that if somebody comes to my blog, they have a whole series that they can see of scripture. So anyway, if you are interested in getting a verse a day, go over to simplelivingforhim.com and you will get a verse every single day. But I've been also trying to write verses down because I find that writing them down really just helps me kind of connect with it in a different way. Um, I really want to work on more Bible memorization for myself, so that will be a way to help me as well. Um, then I have another little notebook that I use for sermon notes on Sundays at church. And, you know, I often don't go back to my sermon notes unless it's something I really like, oh, I want to remember, you know, what the pastor said. But again, I find that when I take notes during church, I guess I'm one of those people that it really just helps me remember and it helps me kind of stay focused and tuned in. And obviously I can write down different verse references and things like that. Um, but I don't necessarily do it to, I don't actually go back and look at the notes that often. I mean, I do, but not very often. So anyway, it just helps me do that. Oh, let me silence that phone because it's tweeting at me. <laughs> That's Steve texting me, do I need anything from Target? Uh, so I'm just keeping it real here in the middle of the podcast. I'm not going to text him back uh, until after I'm done speaking because I actually don't need anything from Target. So um, let's see, now that I got distracted on the podcast, no editing here. I'm just going to keep going. Um, oh, the prayer notebook. So the sermons, and then I have a entire notebook dedicated to prayer. And I've really been using it a lot lately. And I've been going back and reading through, I, I date it. So every single day I write the date and I write down prayers just as they come to me and I pray over them. And then I've been going back and looking through the ones I wrote, you know, over the past few weeks. And I've been just writing down answers, if there's answers to those prayers. And there's so many praises when you go back in your prayer journal, because then there's like prayers. I'm like, oh, I forgot about that. I forgot I prayed for that. Oh yeah, God answered that. You know, so it's really cool to not just write down the prayer request to kind of keep track of them, but to then go back. There are written testimony of what God does. And he always answers the prayers. He doesn't really unanswer our prayers ever. Maybe he doesn't answer them the way we want, but we always see his hand and how it works, even when the prayers don't get answered our way. There have been many, 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 many prayers that have not been answered in Karen's way. And always when we look back on it, we're always like, wow, God is so good because he always knows better than us. Um, 
So, you know, I would encourage you to write down your prayers, to keep a prayer journal. And like I said, this way you can go back and, and see how God has answered um, those prayers. So it's been a really good thing for me to sort of keep track. It doesn't have to be fancy. Don't think you need to go get a fancy notebook. You need to have fancy pens. You need to have, you know, stickers <laughs> and all that stuff. You just need paper and pen, right? Um, so this has been good for me though. I have, so I have my little traveler's journal and I'm just um, keeping it really mostly for all my kind of spiritual things. Like I said, writing down Bible verses, um, trying to keep track of just different thoughts I get that I want to use when I'm writing on the blog and um, prayers and sermons and things like that. So that's what I've been doing with that. So I want you guys to tell me when you're listening to this podcast, please comment on the blog post, on the Facebook pages, wherever you can. Let me know, like, what are your struggles with prayer? What are your strengths with prayer? Like, share with us your ideas. Maybe you guys have, like, a little prayer room. A lot of people do that, a place where they go that's just quiet. Um, you know, prayer walls in your house, um, you know. I have a bulletin board over my desk that I used to keep prayer requests on. Right now, it's becoming, like I said, I use my notebook now. Um, so I'm not really displaying the prayer requests out on there. But um, what are you guys doing for prayer? So the other thing I wanted to talk about a little bit was um, the prayer group that I started. Now, there's power in more women praying. Not because there's power, okay, you know, 10 women are praying. That means our prayer will get answered. Because I've seen instances where we've had thousands of people praying for someone's life and it didn't get answered the way we wanted. However hard that is, that is the truth. It did not get answered the way we wanted. Does that mean we shouldn't have 10,000 people praying if, uh, over something? Or we should? No, absolutely not. Because God commands us to pray, God tells us to pray, God wants us to come to Him in prayer. The power in the numbers is, I mean, you have 10,000 people approaching the throne of God. What could be more powerful? You have 10,000 people talking to God. You have 10,000 people pleading on someone's behalf. So whether it gets answered the way we want it or not is not okay, well, God didn't answer the prayer. It really wasn't a powerful prayer. We should have had, you know, 11,000 praying or 12,000. Maybe it would have gotten answered. No, that's not how it works. God wants us to come and pray. And he wants us to come in numbers sometimes like that. But it's still the outcome is his control. It's in his control. And the outcome is still always good, even though that's a really... Th awful thing to feel and say sometimes because the outcome doesn't look good. You know, the outcome is tragic. The outcome is horrible in earthly terms, but God is always good. And the more you sit and, and praise him and exalt his name, and the more you think about how magnificent he is and awesome he is and big and powerful and sovereign and immense and far bigger than we can ever wrap our minds over or wrap our minds around. That's the power in prayer, really. And so you see, when you, when you are praying, it's not about us changing God's mind. He changes our hearts. He changes 
us. So when I started a prayer group several years ago, you know, this is what I want to say. It wasn't about having a prayer group so that we could have large numbers of people because that's going to make more of a difference to answer our prayers. No, it makes more of a difference for us to even... The prayer group actually helped me to even see God more. Let's see if I can try to make sense of this to you guys. So we, I opened up this prayer group. You know, I kind of, I'll be completely honest. I've told this story before, and I'm going to be completely honest because that's the only way to be. When I started the prayer group, I was probably really thinking it was going to be like social time. It was in the summer, and I was like, oh, I'm going to have prayer at my house. You know, I'm going to ask anybody if they want to come pray on, on Wednesday at 2 o'clock. And I sort of, you know, sent an email to my friends, and I put it out there on Facebook. And I think deep down I just thought, like, my friends will get together. The kids will hang out. We'll have coffee and cake. We'll pray. It'll just be, like, social time. Wow, did God change me. <laughs> None of my friends actually were able to make it to that first one. I mean, I don't want to say my friends, the usual friends that I hung out with, you know, my like small circle. So this little idea I think I had of just like, oh, we'll hang out, we'll, we'll pray too, you know. I mean, I had every good intention of praying, but I don't think I was really as focused on what it became. I don't think I really understood what it was going to become. Let's put it that way. But anyway, so I put it out there on Facebook. And that first time, I had six, I think it was six women show up at my house. And I was like, okay, this is strange. What have I gotten myself into? Because when I say like my little circle of friends, you know, couldn't make it, the ladies that could make it were all from completely different areas of my life. So none of them knew each other. Some of them I really didn't know very well. (laughs) And the only reason they were coming was because I kept putting it on Facebook because I was sort of, you know, I wanted to get the word out there. And I kind of thought, God, you'll bring whoever you will. You're not bringing my friends, but you'll bring whoever you will. And when we sat down, it was so powerful. I mean, talk about the power of prayer. But it wasn't the power that I thought it was going to be, right? What happened was these women, I realized, all had a connection in some way. None of them knew each other. They were all from different parts of my life. Some of them I did not even know very well myself. And literally sat down and, you know, people were giving their prayer requests. And all of a sudden it was like these two ladies had something in common. And these other two ladies had something in common. And it was so obvious that God brought each of these women there together that day for a purpose and that they all had literally not much in common except the fact that they were seeking Jesus. And it was beautiful. And it was the kind of prayer that is just, I don't know what the word is. Um, there was just no, like, um, no, nobody was shy about it. There was no, um, Oh, I can't think of the word, but everybody just kind of came so authentically in their prayers and it was beautiful. You know why? Because we didn't know each other very well and most of them didn't know each other at all. There was like this um, authenticity because nobody was putting up a front. Nobody was, you know, they were just being themselves. It was beautiful. And so we all sat there and we prayed together 
And so that summer I continued every Wednesday at two o'clock, I would open up my home for prayer. Sometimes no one, nobody would show up and I would just sit on my deck and pray because I was committed to spending that time in prayer. And sometimes I'd get a whole bunch and sometimes I get one. One time I got just one and it was so obvious why that one person and I were able to really talk about some things and, um, you know, maybe that wouldn't have been talked about if others were there. So every single week, it was so obvious that God was bringing exactly who he wanted. And so after I did that prayer group, that's when I got the idea for the Simply Living for Him retreat. And I saw God do the exact same thing in our first retreat and even more so in our second retreat. And I'm looking forward to what he's going to do this summer in our third retreat. But that summer, 33 women came together. Like I had that that idea from the prayer group and I thought this would be amazing if I could get women, you know, um, together for like, you know, two days. And that's where the whole idea of the retreat came from. I was thinking maybe I could have something at my house where I invite women and you know, we don't have the room at our house really to do like a big thing. So that's where the retreat actually all stemmed from. And God really blew the doors off of any plans that I had for that retreat because it was far greater than anything I ever imagined. And these 33 women came together. Many of, most of them did not know each other. You know, maybe a few came together in a group, but they came from all different um, countries, no. <laughs> they came from all different states. They came from, you know, different denominations, different backgrounds, uh, different ages. They were all women, but some were younger, some were older. It was beautiful. We had one thing in common, that we loved Jesus. And it was beautiful to see how that unity in Christ is all you need. And it was just amazing. So, if you're out there and you're contemplating, you know, doing something with prayer um, with a group, that would be my advice. Don't go into it with any plan except to, you know, seek Jesus together with other women and watch him blow the doors off your plans. And most weeks when it would become Wednesday, you know, two o'clock was rolling around and I'd be like, oh, maybe I'll cancel. The house is a little messy. Oh, I'm tired. And I was like, no, 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 I am not doing that. No one cares what my house looks like. They're coming to seek Jesus. No one cares if I have out fancy cookies. They're coming to seek Jesus. And so when I took those um, expectations off myself, like it doesn't matter if the house isn't perfect right now, it doesn't matter if I'm serving, you know, Chips Ahoy or <laughs> home-baked brownies or whatever it is, we're coming to seek Jesus. And um, it's a beautiful thing. It's amazing. So when I pushed through and said, no, 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 I'm, I'm having this thing no matter how I feel, I would be blessed beyond measure every time. So I would encourage you, if you're out there and you're thinking about starting a prayer group, do it. It doesn't have to have rules of being every week, you know, every Wednesday at two o'clock. The summer after that, I actually changed up the day and time every week. I didn't make it a consistent day and time. So the first year I thought I'll make it every Wednesday at two. So like, you know, that's the time for prayer. There was no commitment. Nobody had to tell me, you know, either way, they didn't have to commit to coming every week. They could just show up. They did not have to RSVP. They could just show up. Um, then last year I was doing it sometimes like in the mornings, another time in the afternoon, sometimes on a different day. I was sort of just announcing it maybe a few days before. 
I figured this way, it didn't eliminate people that couldn't come. What if they couldn't come on Wednesday at two? What if they could only come in mornings or on Fridays, you know? So I tried to change it up, just knowing that God would bring whoever he could. So there doesn't have, or whoever he wanted. So there doesn't have to be rules on it. You can clearly make it however you would like. It doesn't have to be every week. You can say, I'm going to do this whenever I feel like it, you know, and it's up to you or what God lays on your heart and how to do it. But it's a beautiful and powerful thing. Um, but again, praying together like that isn't about the more of us that pray, the more likely it is our prayer will be answered our way. It's far greater than that. It's about connecting with God. It's about seeing who he is and how he orchestrates things. And it's about coming together as women in Christ. And that's powerful. Um, it's about coming together to be on the same page, to seek Jesus, um, it's, it's just a beautiful thing. So I would encourage you guys, if you're out there and you are, you know, struggling, some of you are saying, I don't feel like God's answering my prayers, or I'm not a prayer warrior. I don't feel like, you know, I don't know how to pray. <laughs> Sit in some quiet silence and just praise God. That's how you pray. And from there, you will naturally begin to speak to him in that communication, that, um, like I said, that relationship, um, in that relational way. And remember, like I, I try to say this to my kids a lot, because sometimes we get stuck in our, our prayers. And I don't want to, uh, downplay like little kids praying because I, I, I'm training my kids to pray, but I, sometimes I feel like, okay, now it's time to step it up because I feel like my kids will be the youngest one, you know, is dear God, thank you for this day. Thank you. For, and it's the same exact things like every night. And it's a beautiful thing when they pray, but we have to also remember, okay, let's not let our prayers be rote. You know, let's not let our prayers just be ho-hum, humdrum, same thing every day. They're not just meaningless words. Like I'll say to them, guys, we are talking to God. You know, it's a reverent time. Yes, we can talk to him any time of the day. He's an accessible God. He's there all the time. We don't need to have big formalities, but we do need to have reverence and awe, and honor, and exalt his name, and, and respect. So, you know, I know even like, especially before dinner, sometimes those prayers can be like, thank you God for our food, because we're all so hungry, and we just want to get through the prayer, right? <laughs> so I often stop and say to my kids, you know, let's not forget who we're talking to. And I have to say that to myself as well, like in my, my own prayers, like, don't forget who you're talking to here. Yes, he's accessible. Yes, he's there all the time, but he is God. And that should like literally drop us to our knees in awe. So I hope that this was a little helpful in, you know, talking about prayer today um, and the power behind our prayers and the power in being a praying woman. And um, the power in the prayer, though, is the power that comes from God. He is the source of power. So it's not about us and us being more powerful and us being a prayer warrior. It's about who wouldn't want to be a prayer warrior when you are speaking to the creator of the universe. So thank you for joining me again. Um, if you are interested in the Simply Living for Him retreat, we are holding it this summer, July 12th to the 14th. I'm telling you, it is the most beautiful, special time. I could never even begin to describe it all in words because it's just... It's such a God thing how he has orchestrated these events and he has knit together these women 
so we all say that we feel like he's just like knitted us together um it's just been amazing so if you're looking to get away from the noise of this world and come to a place of rest just for two days please join us in july um, you can find all the information at simplylivingforhim.com slash retreats. So thank you for joining me for another episode. And until the next time, I wish you blessings and joy.